0: for listening to diy for business it's russ and greg with you or should i say uh, medalist greg so like oh, double oh. silver medalist bronze medalist greg like how, how do i introduce you now i don't even
1: know how to introduce you at this point i don't know but you just made me blush <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i you know what you could say is that i am now a um a pickleball medalist. Yeah. In, in my first tournament. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Like you, so day one, you win a bronze day,
1: two, you win a silver day, three, you win a silver. Very cool. I'm trending in the right direction. I'm trending in the right (laughs) direction. I need to, you know, take it up that top level, but you Mm -hmm. know, for my first tournament, I am super happy. And, um, you know, really appreciative of my partners. I, you know, I got silvers in both of my doubles, mixed doubles and men's doubles, got the bronze in the singles. So I uh, really appreciate my two partners, Greg and Bridget for helping me out and carrying me. I'm sure their backs were very (laughs) sore at the end of that tournament,
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, the thing was, like, every game I watched, you won, so I, I feel partially responsible um, for all of this, but uh, we'll just uh, well, we'll, I, we'll let I you keep to, the
1: medals, I guess. I have to thank you, Russ, because it's not like the tournament was, you know, a low local tournament between you and I. It was down in Las Vegas, and you flew down there. We got to see each other, you know, and actually give each other a hug, which we haven't done in way know, too that's long. Forever, Yes, yes. And we actually did a little podcasting live and you were the hit. You were walking <laughs> around just interviewing people all over the pickleball courts, all types of people. What
0: was that like? You know, it, it took me back to my radio days. It was, it was so much fun to just like, I don't know, be roaming around with a microphone, chatting with people, meeting new people. And um, I, the hardest part... Was calling a pickleball game, uh, or match, or whatever you're going to call. See, I'm still learning uh, pickleball, but um, (laughs) calling pickleball is difficult because it's so fast. It start, you know, it's you got the little slow start, and then it's just so fast uh, that it's like, what? Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. So, uh, telling stories and whatnot doesn't really work uh while while watching the game but I think I figured it out and uh, and I, I'd say I did okay but um the the podcasts that we ran are over at the third shot podcast just do a search uh, wherever you get your podcasts and uh, check them out it was a lot of fun um you, you'll hear me learning pickleball as I'm calling pickleball so <laughs> <laughs> and you'll hear uh, we we got all the moments of uh where you know Greg was uh uh playing, I, I you know, and he would step off the court and just start chatting with me a bit and uh, it was so it was it was great fun. I mean, uh, we, we've got to figure out where we can go with DIY. Like maybe we need to do like some business convention or something like that and roam around with microphones because that was a lot of fun.
1: It was a lot of fun. and you know I've I don't know if you've watched Pro Golf, the PGA, but they do a segment now that they actually mic up one of the players for a full hole. And they're talking mm. to him or her as they're walking down the fairway. What are they thinking about the next shot? What happened last week? How did they prepare? And then they hit the shot. They talk about the shot. They talk about the putt. It's really cool. And you kind of did that accidentally, but you kind of did that with me in between points. Yeah. You just pulled it me did. over it and did. you go, Greg, yeah. why did you miss that shot? That was so easy.
0: Right. <laughs> Right. Well, I just ran out of things to say, so I needed somebody. So I'm pulling you you off. (laughs) Literally,
1: you would just pull me over in the middle of of a match. Uh, (laughs) It could have been a goal. I wasn't. got to admit, preparing for this tournament, because it being my first real tournament, I was extremely nervous. I was not confident about... Whether I could pull this off, make a complete fool of myself, or you know, and it's not like I just started playing pickleball; I've been playing it for a little bit, and I should have had a little more confidence in myself, but I wasn't, and, and I was worried that I was going to let down my partners.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. hmm You know, I, I, it's funny. Cause I mean, I've been doing, you know, I don't know, radio since I was like 16 or whatever, and then doing, you know, podcasting and all that stuff. Like I've always been doing this, but still with this, it's like, it's something completely new for me. And I'm in front of a bunch of people calling pickleball, talking about pickleball, asking questions that I weren't, wasn't sure was the right question. So I was actually feeling the same nerves. It's funny. We didn't talk about that there, but it's, it's funny that we were both feeling that. And, um, I feel like we both pulled it off, but.
1: I guess we we faked it until we could make it. (laughs) Well, I I wish I could give you a a silver medal or a gold medal for how you did as a pickleball broadcaster, podcaster. You did fantastic. (laughs) I think we do need help though with our confidence going into the next event.
0: We do need help. I think so, and we we may already have one. Uh, so like, you know, scheduled here, it looks like, so, uh, we, we really got to do this. Uh, so, and you know, the thing is, it's like what we experience there is what many business owners experience is they're, um, either running their business, starting their business. Like, can I actually do this? Can I like do I have it in me to actually do this? Can I actually pull it off? Can I be good at this service that I'm offering? Can I like get customers? Can I support my, my family? Like all of these different questions that you have as a business owner. That's what we're here to talk about today. And we have Michelle Molitor with, did I say it right? I, I wrote it down last time.
2: Right, man. Oh, to perfect. Go.
0: I had you, I had you on my learning more podcast. And I was like, you know what? I've got to bring you over here because you gave such Uh, Great advice over there. Um, And I'm like, we got to share this uh, with the the DIY for business audience because I just think that everybody goes through this a bit. So Michelle, why don't you tell us a little about your background to to get us started here?
2: Sure. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on the podcast. It's great to be here with you. And Russ, I am a pickleball novice, never played really curious. So that's another conversation for another day. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, here today, let's see, what can I tell you? Um, So I have been a business coach um, for over 22 years now and a hypnotherapist for seven. And I combine uh, these modalities together to help people get at the root causes of the limiting beliefs that are causing them to second guess themselves, to create self-doubt that causes imposter syndrome as a business owner or as a career professional and gets in our way and takes us down the rabbit hole of of self-doubt, worry, fear, and anxiety. So helping people move that out of the way helps them stand more confidently in who they authentically are and their values and their worth and to be able to speak their truth, to amplify their um natural talents and abilities and their career success all along the way.
1: I got to ask a quick question. So I'm assuming and I can correct me if I'm wrong, but like the rest of the world we're kind of going more of doing Zoom meetings and you know what is some type of online virtual meeting when you're meeting with your clients and you get into the hypnosis side of it is it more challenging over a zoom or some type of video conferencing it's the same is it's exactly the same techniques and you, you don't need to be in person
2: that's correct i've always done my work over zoom pre oh. pre-pandemic i was already on zoom because um i happen to be what's called a highly sensitive person or an hsp which technically means I'm very sensitive to the energy of other people, so doing this work over Zoom allows me to tune into what's going on over there for you, right? What's happening in your body, your emotions, um, but I don't take it on, right? It doesn't get, it doesn't get stuck on me, which used mm. to happen. Um, oh. So it's um, it actually works really well because it creates just a bit of a barrier to that energetic field that I'm already tuning into as a a very intuitive person.
1: I have a follow-up question. How did you train yourself not to have it kind of stay with you?
2: It's a practice. It's a practice, right? Um, Because growing up, I always heard, Oh, you're so sensitive. Don't be such a cry because I (laughs) felt all that stuff from everybody around me. Right. But I didn't know it wasn't mine. I just was like suddenly burst into tears or whatever. And so it wasn't until I actually became a coach, Russ, that I realized, Oh, this is actually a superpower of mine. And I have to figure out how to create the energetic barriers that I do to keep other people's poop off of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep your own negative juju to yourself. It's not mine, and I'm not taking on it. it. Doesn't mean I can't feel it, but I don't have to let it like soak into me like a
0: sponge. Okay, so I've got to ask the, and this is a silly question, but I'm sure it's a concern of people. Okay, you, you know, you put somebody under hypnosis. I, I had three Zoom meetings today. The weather was bad, and three of them cut out. Three of three, cut out. What happens if you put somebody under and the Zoom cuts out and then are are they just hypnotized forever?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Um, So I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of people doing this work. And I've only had maybe a handful of people where the the Zoom has cut out um, or they've lost power, right? Mm-hmm. And it depends on where we are in this session. If I'm in the place where I'm taking them down into that subconscious place, and we're having a conversation there, because you're always in control, you're you're awake, you're hearing me, but your body's really, really relaxed, so I'm able to talk to that deeper part of your mind. Um, then they'll realize I'm not there, and or they've fallen off, and they'll and they'll come back, right? Um, if it's in the, the last 30 minutes or so where I'm actually creating their customized recording, their transformation recording that they listen to every night while they drift off to sleep, which helps them build new neural pathways in their brain, then I just keep going. I just keep going mm. because I'm only recording my audio channel.
0: Oh, gotcha. And
2: And then they may come back on and I'll wave to them and signal to them that I'm I'm hearing them. But I just keep going because then I take that portion of the audio recording like I just did. I just finished a session um, a little bit ago with a client and I mix it in with binaural beat music. It's super relaxing. And you listen to it every night for about 30 days to help build new ways of being and operating in the world with greater confidence.
0: Nice, nice. I, I feel like that was one of those questions that hang out there. It's like, you know, it's like one of those sitcom things that would happen, right? Like somebody falls asleep, or you know, gets hypnotized, and there you go, they're they're that person forever. Okay, so um, one of the, the the questions that I asked you, or that we talked about, or actually, I guess one of the things I discovered on the other podcast uh, when we were talking was Amy. Uh, you, you mentioned you mentioned Amy. Um, let's let's introduce Greg to to and the listeners here to uh, who Amy is.
2: Yes. Well, Amy is your amygdala, and Amy is the part of your brain, that fight, flight, or freeze mechanism in your brain that's just trying to keep you safe. So I call her Amy. Amy loves you. She just wants to protect you and keep you alive and on the planet, right? But Amy doesn't always get the updated programming that um, your boss, the the person who's being mean to you, isn't a saber-toothed tiger that's trying to eat you. Right, mm-hmm. so she's mm-hmm. working working on a very primal level of survival, um, but unfortunately, the the triggers and the reactions that we get in the modern day world, um, our body still reacts physiologically as if um, our life is being threatened right so it creates that burst of hormones of cortisol adrenaline that enables you to be able to move quickly to shift right to protect yourself even when it may might not be warranted
0: and it's when to listen to that and when not to listen to that like that's the That was the fascinating part that we got into in the other interview. And I want to, I want to chat about that over here because I think that that is something that I don't know. I I mean, well, heck I went through it this last weekend, but uh, I also, you know, went through it when starting my own business. So we're going to, we do have to take a short break here, but when we come back, I'd love to get into that and, and and figure out when we should be listening to Amy and when should we, we should be telling Amy to quiet down. (laughs) We'll do that when we come back on DIY for business. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for business. Also, thanks for the reviews. Love to have those. So uh wherever you're listening right now, just hit that little review button, but also hit the subscribe button. So or plus or yes or whatever the heck that button is. It's change. It's like on every app. Like follow, it's different
1: subscribe, fans, yeah. likes. Just
0: whatever it is, do that for the show. That would be great. So that yeah, you yeah, make sure, sure to that smile you smile uh,
1: you know, while you do it. Smile. exactly and Smile show, is there a way that you could hypnotize our entire audience right now to <laughs> give us five stars and follow and subscribe to our show is there a way
2: you just ask from a place of love
0: <laughs> okay there we go well, that is, there we go you
1: know, Russ just did he did
0: I, I do that every week.
2: <laughs> and if you listen very carefully to the sound of my voice, you'll find it so enticing and so exciting to hit five stars and leave a beautiful review because that's what you're choosing to do today or tomorrow or maybe today and tomorrow.
0: Hey, there we go. Two different platforms, two different reviews. That's true. I like it. We're just going to play that back over and over again over, every, yes. exactly.
1: <laughs> every exactly. break oh, yes. 30 days 30 nights right so you can just keep playing <laughs> exactly that. yes
0: it is a it is amazing though like when you when you do tell yourself like uh the same thing over and over again you do you know start to believe it when you're when you're hearing the same thing over and over again it's like okay well it it, it does give you that that little boost of confidence right um
1: Absolutely. when i th-
0: yeah, when I first started my business, you know, I sort of gave myself like, a, um, uh, well, OK, so I, I started the business, it was running, it was going, things were moving along. And then I decided to quit the day job and actually just run the business. And that's when it was like, OK, this is this is nerve wracking here. This is like scary. Um, and I would just sort of like constantly tell myself like, OK, this was the right decision. This this was the right decision. <laughs> this is the right path. And I actually, I gave myself a deadline of uh, Cinco de Mayo. And if, you know, like it it was January and it was Cinco de Mayo was my deadline. I was like, okay, I have enough money to last me to then I'm going to be okay. And, And if, if, if then I'll get another job, I'll find something in the month of, of May and by June, I'm working somewhere else. And there you go. So I gave myself that little backup plan just in case, but I blew through Cinco de Mayo and, and. I realized, wow, I didn't have my my celebratory margarita because everything was working working well, and ended up, you know, staying with the business for like twelve years. Um, and I, I think a lot of it, though, was like that positive reinforcement that I was giving myself. Everything was, you know, starting to work out well because I was like, I kept kind of telling myself, you know, what it's it's going to be okay. It was the right decision. It was, you know, this is the best move. This is what I want to do. I don't know where I learned to do that. I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know? Well, you're a very wise man, because <laughs> the challenge with a lot of business owners, a lot of people, a lot of humans, is that we, we take on beliefs about ourselves as a kid that we absorb from the commentary, the environment that we grew up in. And it it might sound like, I'm not enough, or I'm not worthy, or I can't do this, or I'm not lovable, or, I'm different, or, I don't belong, whatever that might be. And we carry that belief forward with us into adulthood and it colors everything that we do. So when you're starting a business, which is scary on the edge of your comfort zone, Amy is like, Oh, I don't know about this. This is really scary in the land of the unknown. And, and Amy will try to reel you back into that safe, cozy place that you've lived for so long. But when You're really on a mission to deliver something to the world, to share your passion, your purpose, your unique gifts with the world. The best thing you can do is say, thank you for sharing, Amy. I've got this and keep going. And then anytime those negative voices of self-doubt come up, thank you for sharing. And then remind yourself, I've got this. I can do this. I am enough. I believe in myself. I believe in my abilities. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Tell yourself as many times as you have to so that it sinks in and it drops into your long-term memory and it just becomes who you are versus what you're telling yourself.
1: You know, when I was playing pickleball, one of the things that really helped me was, you know how they say the athletes say, you know, the game started slowing down right? You, I wasn't as in panic that when the ball was coming in fast, you know, I slowed the game down. I remained calm. And in business, I find that a lot of business owners get so caught up in the day-to-day chaos that they can't just step back, let the game slow down a little bit, think more clearly and make better decisions. It's like, how do you get people in the right frame of mind to do the, the, the right thing for their business?
2: That's a, that's a great question and a great point, Russ, um, because I think we all go through those ebbs and flows, right? Like we kind of start to get manic might not be the right word, but you know, we start speeding up and speeding up and speeding up and you have to catch yourself, right? When you start feeling that sense of overwhelm or burnout or just exhaustion, you have to go, okay, let me pause. Let me take a step back come back here to the 10,000 foot view and re-examine my goals. What is it that I'm really trying to accomplish? And for the sake of what? Because you could say, oh, well, I have to pay my bills. Yeah, we all got to pay our bills, right? But if if money's just an outcome, what's the real reason? What's the underlying core driver that's pushing you to do the thing that you're doing. So for me, my core driver is to help people be their most authentic self, to live life to the fullest, and to express all of their gifts, talents, and abilities from a place of joy without the chaos, without the self-doubt, the worry, and the fear because I've been in that place and it was a horrible place to have to live through. I got bullied out of my career and I had to find a whole new path, which I did, but it led me to my true calling and purpose. So find your why, the why do you want to get out of bed and do the thing that you're doing every day, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable. Because when you're doing that from a place of greater joy and satisfaction that allows you to be of contribution and the money comes right the clients will show up the success will present itself because you're operating from your heart not just from your head
0: yeah and uh, you know that's such great advice because <laughs> that's exactly you know where i was you know i was afraid of like not you know like am i going to am i going to be able to pay rent am i going to be able to you know pay pay for everything i need to pay for when i started my own business leaving you know a day job and um yeah it was it was a scary place to be but the thing was i loved what i was doing at the time you know i mean i was having so much fun there was so much joy in it that I felt like you know what I, I mean i'm 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 only young once I'm only you know going to be able to do this you know once in my life i didn't have you know I wasn't married at the time i wasn't I didn't have kids i was like I'm just gonna you know do this you know leap of faith and and and, and give it a shot and the money did follow, so you're 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 totally right there uh, but now you know it it would be more difficult for me like i hey I had a lot of fun you know, now, now I'm, now I'm going to go chase being a a pickleball announcer. Uh, That would be (laughs) quite the leap for me. Uh, (laughs) But let's say, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and that's something that I wanted to do. Well, now I've got the situation of, I've got, you know, I've got mortgages to pay. I've got, you know, kids that are about to go to college. I've got, I'm, you know, it's a different situation that I'm in. How about when you're talking to somebody in like that situation where, the money is not only something like they, they I guess they can't just chase after joy. They, they also have to have the money present.
2: And I get that. I'm not saying be unrealistic, right? You've got to make the choices that are right for you, but start with with your goals, right? Your personal goals and your professional goals and your financial goals and get really clear on how one inspires the next and inspires the next. And, and use that as the fuel to help you chart the path of how f- it's best for you to move forward to maintain the, the security and the happiness that is right for you. Because everybody's different. We all have different mm-hmm. levels of risk tolerance, right? Um, I'm a risk taker. Not everybody is willing to take the risks that, that I do necessarily, but that's just my choice, right? Mm-hmm. My circumstance is different than yours, which is different than Greg's, right? So understanding about what's true for you and what feels comfortable for you. Now, the trick is when our fears come in and put those blinders on about what's possible and what's not possible, because Amy loves to put up some blinders, right? <laughs> she creates these filters of how we're supposed to see the world based on our history, based on the things we learned from our past, no matter what age it was. And that creates your pathway through the world. And so if you feel like you're stuck or you're spinning and you don't know how to level up, that's when it's a great time to, to seek an outside coach or mentor or amazing hypnotherapist, right? To help you (laughs) find the things that are at the root cause of your blocks Mm -hmm. and move those out of the way so that you can take the blinders off and you can see, oh my gosh, there's actually all this possibility available to me. And then it's just a matter of choosing the choices that are right for you to move you in the direction that you want to go.
0: You know, I think it's going to be hard for me to find a pickleball announcer, um, mentor. Cause I think I might be the first one. You're, you're right <laughs> no. there. Oh, there, there are others out there. Rush. There are others. Oh, okay. There are other others out there.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll do some research here during the break. See if, uh, I can, I can figure out who those people are. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Yeah. Uh, five-star reviews. We talked about that earlier. Uh, we, we I think we already talked you into it, so I won't mention it again here, but be uh, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, uh, whatever platform you're, you're listening to us on, please be sure to, um, follow. Um, we're, we're talking, uh, we met Amy, um, not our guest today, but our internal voices. Um, Michelle is our guest today. And uh, she's the one that introduced us to um, to Amy and and you know when to listen to her, when not to listen to her. Amy's there to protect us, but sometimes she's there to also maybe maybe hold us back a little bit. I have a question sometimes.
1: for Amy <laughs> and, and Michelle, yes. actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes.
2: I'll speak on Amy's behalf. Sure. Go ahead. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Uh, you know, Russ was talking a little earlier about you know, how he feels responsible for his family, right? And the kids and, you know, just the whole situation. I look at it where a lot of times you have the fear of making decisions that's bad for your employees because there's this loyalty Mm. to, I want to make the right decisions, even though like, and I've been in this situation where I said, okay, I want to make some changes because I do wanna bring more joy into my life and you know I'm kind of stuck or in a rut with, with the company. I wanna go a different direction in my personal role, but I feel responsibility to the employees and I'm afraid that if I make these changes, it could negatively impact the company and the employees or you know I might have to downsize. A lot of those decisions kind of go into play of what I personally would like to do for my own joy. How do you work with people in that situation?
2: That's a that's a great question. Um, so oftentimes, you know, we 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 care about the people that we work with, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't want to do anything that's going to be detrimental to them, and we still have to look out for our own well being and our own mental well being. And if you're in a a particular situation in your work world that's toxic to you personally it might not be to anybody else but maybe you've got a you've got a a, a relationship with your boss there's some grit in the mill there and things just aren't jiving very well um you know there's a couple steps to take first before maybe having to do you know an exit so really understanding yourself like what is it that allows you to feel dignified in your work and how well are other people dignifying you in your work because when we can understand each other and our emotional drivers then it creates greater understanding and gets people on the same wavelength of communication Whereas oftentimes the grit that's happening between two people um, in work is because it's a lack of understanding. It's a lack of seeing eye to eye because of different belief structures, different backgrounds, different languages that they speak, so to speak. So um, I have a a wonderful tool that I use um, both with my individual clients and with my corporate clients called Dignify. And Dignify is a software platform that um, you can go and take the snapshot and, and it measures your top five dignity traits. What are your emotional drivers? And so when you can understand these emotional drivers about each other, like I could have the two of you take it, right? And then the two of you could have a conversation. So this this software gives you the ability to have a structured conversation about what's really important to you with without being all touchy-feeling and weird. It, it's just, it's a more of a logical way to have a conversation, which is great, especially for folks who aren't used to talking about those kinds of things, about what matters. And one of the things that I love most about it is it, and it seems so simple, but I've never seen any other software assessment or profile tool ask this question, how do you want to be treated and how don't you want to be treated? It's very simple. But when you can understand that about each other, you can see where maybe you're accidentally or unintentionally violating someone's dignity, which is their value and worth, right? And when we're doing that unconsciously, what does that do? Well, that creates for the person whose dignity is being violated, it creates barriers to connection. Oh, Greg said that to me. So no to self, it's not safe to show up in that way or say those kinds of things to him. Otherwise I will get attacked, right? That's the conversation that Amy is saying it's not safe. So let's put a little barrier here. And then we put another barrier over here. And next thing you know, you're covered in all these barriers and there's no way that communication can happen really effectively. So as as a way to break through those barriers that we've created, when you understand these emotional drivers of each other, it helps lower the barriers, increase communication and understanding and conflict goes down and productivity goes up. And that from that place, you might see, Oh, I don't have to leave. I don't have to leave my job. It was just a misunderstanding. But of course there's other, other places where there's just a whole toxic work environment, right? And so, as an individual, you have to gauge what's best for you, your health, your well being, and your and your your sanity. Quite frankly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what about when when like you're the owner and you you see that toxic work environment? Like, what can you do? I mean, will like tests like this help? Like, what can you do? How can you help to Change that and make it a better workplace for everyone.
2: That's a great question because I've learned in all my years of doing leadership development that um, the fish rots from the head down. So mm-hmm. if you've got a leadership team that's toxic, your organization is going to be toxic. So it it behooves the executive team to go, okay, what do we need to do to change this? So um, training people on how to use Dignify. And to have these conversations is a really powerful way to start doing that because it creates a level playing field. It doesn't matter where you are in the organization, whether you're the janitor or the secretary, the uh, admin assistant, you know, a director, a VP, or the CEO. We all are humans. And when you can learn to communicate human to human and respect each other for, who they're being, not just what role they're playing. That's when those barriers break down, understanding happens, and you create a more um, accepting culture versus one that's uh, more divisive.
1: So when you're working with those, you know, management, ownership, and, you know, they've realized that for whatever reason, the, you know, the employees, the staff, is just not getting where they're coming from and you help them identify, okay, maybe it's us. Right. I mean, that's, that's a tough for people to actually accept that and take accountability that they're, they're the ones that need to change. Like, how do you break through that? Because I'm sure there's a lot of their Amy is going, Oh, I'm putting up walls. I, I, I know that I'm not the problem. Well, sometimes they are the problem. Right. And, and, And I'm sure you're very effective in getting through to them to make them realize that and take accountability for it and make change. So how do you make that breakthrough with those types of individuals?
2: Well, it's important to look at it this way, that treating others with dignity is a mindset. It's a philosophy. Right. And this is just a tool to help people do that more effectively.
1: I just right? wonder if they realize they're not doing it.
2: Well, and they, and they, and they, they might not. Right. So it takes someone, if someone is unaware of the impact that they're having, Yeah. then it takes either them working with a coach for them to go to have some level of emotional intelligence to go, you know, maybe I should work with a coach to improve my communication skills. Or maybe one of their um, team members comes to them and says, Hey, Greg, I'm going to have a little heart to heart, tough love conversation with you. You're acting like
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, fill in the blank, right? <laughs> um, and so, but the thing is, because communicating with greater dignity, having greater respect and honoring the value and worth of other humans that you're working with is is essentially a philosophy. Those people who are closed off to that type of behavior, they're not going to be drawn to it, right? But those who say, oh my gosh, I want to be the best leader that I know how to be. And I want to learn how to continually improve Myself and my team and my communications, then yeah, they'll be the ones who raise their hand and say, How do I learn more about this? Because they know that it's in the best interest, not only of, of their staff, their team, but ultimately the bottom line productivity and profits of their organization. Because happy, happy employees make productive employees make for better client relations and better bottom line results.
0: And you know, I think, I mean, there, there's there's some people out there with just that, like, you know, what I, I could do no wrong, you know, yeah, like I'm I'm doing this, I'm doing this right, <laughs> exactly. And you've got, you know, you've got that, like, where there's people running businesses that are total, you know, like narcissists. I, I'm not saying, you know, that's our audience, but because we're doing a show here on, you know, imposter, you know, syndrome and like, you know, am I enough? Am I, you know, should I be this leader? There might be people listening to this now questioning themselves, like, am I a narcissist? Should I be running a company? <laughs> so now now I'm like in our, in our own podcast here, we're potentially scaring people into that. Like-
2: no, well, let me, let me just put a caveat in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, narcissism is actually a a meant a a diagnosed mental condition right right? and and they are folks who have very high regard for themselves right so the likelihood of them admitting that they're a narcissist is small because they think life is grand i'm perfect there's nothing wrong here Right. Those are not the people that I know is your audience and certainly not the people that (laughs) um, I am am working with, because those kind of people aren't attracted to this kind of personal development work. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But the folks who do listen to your show are clearly ones who are looking to to better up, right, to be better humans in some way, shape or form, to be better leaders, to be better business owners, And so I would imagine that all of your listeners at some level are really curious, well, how how can I be better? What else can I do? How can I expand my self-awareness and my emotional intelligence to, to be the best version of myself I can be each and every day? And those are the people that I love working with because they're eager to learn. They're open to learning. And they're open to, to see new possibilities for themselves and for their organizations.
1: So I have uh, an opportunity. So I got to ask you a quick question about the hypnosis. How quickly, like the first time you're meeting with somebody, can you actually get somebody in a hypnotic s- state? Is that, is that the proper way to...
2: Yeah. So it's, so I'm technically taking someone into an alpha brainwave state, Greg. Okay. It's a half awake, half asleep brainwave yeah. um, state. And we fall in and out of alpha brainwaves all the time, right? I don't have to be there, right? right. You can be watching a television show and be in that alpha brainwave state. Um, and so I, I work with folks over um, typically over three to nine months, right? And we have a series of coaching and hypnotherapy sessions, right? I'm combining okay. both of these together. And so we'll start with a an intake session, right? To map out the success of where you want to go. Where are you today? Where do you want to be? And what are the places that you're really stuck? What are the emotional blo- blocks and barriers caught in your subconscious programming? And then that helps me map out the path of where do we need to go and the hypnotherapy sessions that we have and then the coaching amplifies the new beliefs and behaviors that we're putting into place inside of those hypnotherapy sessions so the hypnotherapy works at a subconscious level the coaching works at a conscious level so we're creating whole brain mind heart and spirit transformation for people that ultimately not only impacts their their health and their well-being but then externally as well in their life and in their business
1: Now, could you ever use your techniques to negatively impact somebody? Technically?
2: Technically. Yes, I could. Because here's my opportunity.
1: I need a mixed doubles partner. And I'm thinking (laughs) if we play and you're talking to our opponents and you figure out, a way, is it possible that you could actually give us an advantage in our match, you know, in 10 minutes from now? Could you help us do this? If we could win this, I only we got a use my
2: powers for good, Greg.
1: I'm like I'm like the, the good witch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it you know, all I comes try. back to pickleball. It it all does.
1: <laughs> You're all just right, gonna Michelle. be
2: your yes. very best self on the pickleball on the pickleball court. And let that be enough, my friend.
1: I, seriously, do you work with athletes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Absolutely. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, because
2: yeah. here's the thing. As you, and this is what we do in that alpha brainwave state, you know, we're reimagining how you want to be in the world. Just like, you know, Tiger Woods imagines himself hitting that perfect shot every time. And because every time that you visualize it in your mind and you feel the sensation of it in your mind, your body doesn't know the difference between that you're doing that in your mind or you're actually physically doing it. So the more you do it, the more your body learns the mechanism of that. And then it just becomes your natural way of being. It's like, um, you know, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book about, you know, 10,000 hours mm-hmm. of practice, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're doing that with your mind in a way that creates, um, the advantage, um, just as athletes do with their coaches.
0: Nice. Uh, I, I feel like even that, like, you know, I do like improv, right? Like it's the same thing. It's, it's, I it's all, you know, made up on the spot, but the more you do it, the better you get at, you know, just coming up with something quicker, thinking faster, all that fun stuff. So exactly. it's just, it's feels like exactly. it's true. It's true with everything, from from improv to pickleball to business. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Michelle, thank you uh, for joining us today. And, and 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 like, I mean, it's I'm so glad you were able to not only be on this podcast, but my other podcast. To uh, I, I feel like, you know, as I mentioned before, like imposter syndrome and all of these, you know, these different feelings. I feel like so many people go through them, and and you know, don't get a place to actually. You know hear about them you know like what other business show is going to cover this so i'm just i'm, I'm it's fantastic that we were able to cover this today and uh, i thank you so much for for helping us uh, you know share this with the uh, with i, the
1: I think michelle is going to have to go with the trifecta and come on the uh, you know third shot podcast <laughs> as well and, and help all the athletes that are in need
2: I oh, I would love that. I've never had a podcast trifecta. That would yeah. be fantastic. Oh All
1: alright All right. We're, we're going to make
0: this happen. <laughs> All
2: right. It's a date. I love it. I yeah. love it. I
0: love it. Well, thank you for joining us. And before we uh, before we actually let you go here, we should probably give people your website and, and information on how to reach out to you.
2: Yeah, sure. You can always find me at michellemolitor.com. I'm sure you'll have that link for everybody in your show notes. Um, and I'm happy to have a complimentary and confidential um, clarity call with anybody who's curious about how this work can benefit them personally or professionally, right? Because we're one human that we take at, to our home and to our work. And um, yeah, and I um, would love to to chat with any of your listeners. So please feel free to reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram under Rapid Rewire. And um, I've got all sorts of great tips and articles out there in the world uh, to uh, feed your brain.
0: All right, we'll let you. Uh, we'll let you go here, so you can go practice your uh, pickleball uh, playing, uh, so that you can be on the yes. other show. side. that's right. I'll be
2: practicing it mentally in my mind. That's
1: visualize, <laughs> visualize those winners.
2: But I've never played before, so I'll have to get some tips from you. There
1: we go. We're gonna there change we go. that. We're gonna
0: change that. Yep. <laughs> Hey, uh, thank you for listening and subscribing. Oh yeah, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed and we are happy to take your questions. We'd also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. And, and heck, there might even be an area of your business where you wanna get like some feedback, some advice. Let us know, head over to diyforbusinesspodcast.com and there's a little form there, let us know and we can make an entire episode out of it. We love talking to business owners as well so you can also join us over there. Thanks again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business where you are not alone.
1: Hello, fellow Lushes. The tavern is now open. So grab a cocktail and join Dimples in the Beard for riveting conversations with gorgeous playmates, sexy OnlyFans, hilarious comedians, talented actors, brilliant directors, gifted musicians, and so much more. Watch on YouTube and listen on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And subscribe to Cocktails with Dimples in the Beard, presented by Society 13 and the Electricast Network. See, See you at, at the tavern.
2: tavern. Electricast. Trigast. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to the Ethical Evolution. The mission is simple to spread stories of collective change that make the world a better place. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins
0: with us.